Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome, friends, to another amazing episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight with our friends at Good Egg Investments. And there's so much going on in real estate. And we've kicked off this new year and we're really excited to meet more entrepreneurs that are just really making an impact in this space. And they're working with investors and they're moving when the world has seemed to stop. And I am so excited because our next guest is another incredible mind. And so Bronson is here to join us today and tell us everything that he's got. The spotlight's on you, Bronson. <laughs> awesome, Ryan. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate uh, being here. Well, it's an honor. And I, I like to start our episodes, Bronson, because I feel like so many of us never really woke up before university and said, I want to be in real estate. I want to make a million dollars and I want to do it in property. And so what did you go to college for? And what did you do before finding yourself a real estate investor? <laughs> well, I think some of us are like cats, right? We have like nine lives. We've just done many different things over the years. So, um, so I, you know, when I was in my undergrad, I kind of bounced back and forth between a couple things. Um, I ended up graduating with a BA in business. And I also loved, actually, my background was working with students as a youth pastor. So I have this whole side of nonprofit and just really wanted to impact. It was a really impactful time in my life being in high school. And so I, for a number of years, I was a youth pastor. And so I actually got my master's degree in that from Fuller Seminary here in Pasadena. And then, yeah, I never saw myself uh, going into real estate before I actually made it to real estate. I was a, uh, I was an investor. I've been investing for about 15 years, single family houses and things like that. And I've been doing, uh, uh, you know, medical consulting or medical device sales. So that's kind of my bread and butter background as well. So I've kind of had several pretty solid careers over the years and people say, oh, they're so different. I think, you know, I actually really related because you learn it's working with people, there's sales, there's, you know, with working with students, it's just really trying to get the why why I'm doing it and why they should be uh, excited about, you know, uh, their future and their spirituality. And so it was really, really great to, to do those couple of things before I got into real estate. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And, you know, listening to, to so many people, I feel like 
our first projects are often, you know, a single family or maybe a duplex, you know, if, if we're really feeling, you know, a little risky and we want to take on a little bit, you know, more. And sometimes it's also hedging our risk, you know, if, if you find the right opportunity. And so I'd love to learn more about like the first couple of deals and like, what did you, what did you learn and what did you wish that you knew before you had jumped in? Yeah, so I'll give you a little background here. So I basically uh, had owned a house in another state where I had been a youth pastor at this big church. I was making $33,000 a year, and so I wasn't making much money. But I had this house. This uh, It was really, did I want to sell it or to keep it? Decided to keep it, so I ended up renting it out So for a number of years. And then um, I'd wanted to get into real estate, and so I had a, a relative of mine. We started buying houses in the Cleveland area for as cheap as $15,000, fixing them up and renting them out. And it was great. I thought, this is awesome. I'm going to become financially free. My goal was to get 30 of these houses. And then I realized so much work. And so I kind of had this chance meeting with a, a different relative who was in multifamily real estate. And he said, you know, like everybody he'd talked to wishes they had gotten started in multifamily sooner. And I said, well, I'd love to get into that, but I don't have the money. And he said, well, you can raise the money. And it just kind of like the light bulb went on and he said, listen to this podcast and read this book and, 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 you know, go to this training. And so I started, I basically did everything he recommended. I started a, a meetup in Pasadena. And so I did all these things and I realized like, uh, you know, if you don't have the money, you can use your time to help, you know, to, to get involved in real estate. And if you have money, then you can invest that and leverage other people's time. So it's kind of this idea that that real estate, particularly multifamily or some of this larger stuff, is really um, you can you can buy. The last building we bought was over sixteen million dollars. We raised eight million dollars. It filled in about twenty four hours. But I think I just didn't realize before that. Uh, you know, if you create the the right opportunity and if you have partners, you can build a lot of credibility. You can basically create something that you really couldn't do on your own, and maybe you didn't even think that was possible. So. One of my passions is just really finding out and learning maybe new ways to invest or new things that can uh, you know, make investments perform better, or even teaching people that are professionals about passive investing. Because a lot of people only know about stocks and bonds and the idea of multifamily syndication or other types of syndication or real estate is just these double digit you know, consistent returns and the tax benefits are just unbelievable. And most, I'd say most well-paid professionals have no idea. Well, I think there's a a major gap in knowledge with with some of these things, right? Because we might we have these conversations all the time. And so some of these tips and tricks that we may have learned, like after a while it's like, okay, I bet my peer probably knows that. Although that may not be true because we all have so many various backgrounds that like you have some medical sales background. You know, I worked in biomedical manufacturing when I was younger. And so like, there's, you know, these connections, right? We can bring those experiences, but not everybody has those same experiences. And so we need to kind of find those resources and and build a team. Like, I think that that's one of the blocks for a lot of us that we try to do so much on our own that when we start to see that there's these amazing people that also are really strong at, at some skills. And, you know, so I'd love to learn more about like your team and like how you've kind of hedged that burden of time versus money, really. Yeah, well, I'll share to you how I got started in it because 
that's kind of what a lot of people wonder is how do I actually get started? How do I actually do this? Okay. I want to do it, but it's such a big thing. And you raise millions of dollars. Like how do you get from like an idea to actually doing that? And so I went to, on this event, it was actually an investor cruise of all things where they had a bunch of investors that were there. Robert Kiyosaki, uh, who wrote the book, rich dad, poor dad. It's a great, you know, most real estate investors have read that book. And it was uh, a lot of high net worth people were there. And somebody at that event, it was a lot of training and networking. And somebody had mentioned like, hey, really what's important is make yourself valuable to valuable people. And it just like, for some reason, that just stuck in my mind. It was at one of the breakouts, some guys, a gentleman said this, and I was like, oh my gosh. And I thought about one of the guys named Michael Blanc that I've worked with, you know, as my partner, still partners on some stuff. And I thought, man, he has really impacted my life. And so he was on this cruise and I said, hey, I want to meet with you. So we ended up meeting on the cruise. I said, hey, tell me about how you guys are raising money and they were having trouble raising money. And so I said, okay, well, with my sales background and whatever, maybe we could create a, some sort of, you know, uh, material and podcasts and, you know, different ways to market things to people that are not necessarily wanting to do real estate themselves and operate a building, but people that really want to be passive investors. So what I did is, and, and that's really what got me in. And it just, I went from having, you know, very little experience. I'd raised a small amount of money for a deal, just like a hundred thousand dollars for a deal. But then I went from that to now having raised $15 million for deals, having 800 units and having you know my net worth go up quite a bit because of this. So a lot of times uh, we think it's going to be some big thing that we do, but I think it really comes down to adding value to people that you respect. And the worst thing you can do sometimes is go up and say, hey, how can I help you? How can I help you? And Because a lot of times people don't know. But if you ask the question is, tell me what the biggest problem in your business is. What's the biggest challenge that you're dealing with? And Maybe you can't help them, but I will guarantee you, if you ask that question, they're going to be very impressed with you because most of the people around them are saying, hey, mentor me, coach me, give me something for free, give me a handout. But if you're coming and saying, hey, help me solve, how can I help you solve your problems? It makes you sound totally different. So when it comes to team, I think that's a way for people that have you know, less experience to get into teams and really help. Now, what we do now, because of my experience, uh, we work with, uh, you know, I've, I've been a passive investor for a number of years as well. So I work with very experienced operators, typically people that have been, uh, you know, doing, you know, real estate investment, you know, asset management for at least 20 years. I've got one group that's been over 20 years. They have an 18% average annual return over 20 years. So they're just very established. So the, the ability to partner with them and say, hey, I'm going to invest personally. And also I'm going to bring other investors along into this with my investment group to say, hey, let's do this together. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when people really get it. The light bulb goes on and they say, hey, you know, I'm as a passive investor, I'm also a team member. I get to ask, questions. If I want to visit the property, if I want to learn, and a lot of our investors are also somewhat active. So maybe they have a rental or two or three. And what I tell them is, Hey, you know, after you do this for a while, you may want to sell your rentals and just go more passive and do more passive investments. But it's really exciting when that light bulb goes on and people really understand all the different benefits, you know, tax benefits and the returns and just not having the ups and downs of the stock market. It's really exceptional, right? Amazing. That's so awesome to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Because one of the questions that I now have for you is one that we get a lot. And that's how do you ask? Like, how do you go from single family flips to a $15 million ask? So, how do you bring your skill sets and your salesmanship to, to the space? And, and have that confidence because I, I know, because I see it. And I know the characteristics that make you, you. Uh, but for the audience that's tuning in and listening to us, they're thinking, well, I mean, I, the flips, I get that. 
I can I can work with Bronson on a couple single family on family and move to a duplex. But how do I go from a hundred thousand dollar ask to a fifteen million dollar ask? And what I tell people is go for the hundred dollar ask, and then you'll see. Like <laughs> you know, but it's yeah. not that easy. But I would love for you yeah. to kind of break that down. No, absolutely. So I think the big thing in all of this is, yeah, I mean, a lot of people that have invested with me, I've never met face to face. I've never actually been in the same room with them. We've maybe had a phone call. Some of we, you know, we've we've had very limited experience with. So how can somebody get to trust somebody that they've never met? And the biggest thing about that is. Uh, really being in a place where you're adding value. So uh, I wrote a report recently that's called the single best uh, investment strategy during after a pandemic. It's like a 20 page ebook. People can go online on my website, bronsonequity.com and download it. And basically it's just a way that people can understand how this asset class works. I'm preparing to start my own podcast. I've been guests on you know this podcast, on other podcasts. I'm just, and I really hope it comes across in a genuine way that regardless of whether people invest with me or with someone else or not at all, just that I'm here to try to help them on this journey. Because most of the people that are educating about financial stuff, it's these multi-billion dollar Wall Street firms or retirement firms, and, and it's all about stocks and bonds. And we've been kind of tricked into believing these are really safe investments when, yeah, they really could go down 50 Year, but they're really safe and they're really traditional. It just it sounds like really off. And if you look at the multifamily, it's like a straight kind of up and to the right line. It's really kind of bizarre. So so I think the idea is, you know, for people, what I try to tell them is, hey, I'm I'm here to help. And I think the best people, my background in sales. I mean, when I first started in sales years ago, you know, over ten years ago, it was like I would try to go and hey, you're here, let me show you this, and I just try to give them all the features and benefits. And then what I did is I just started asking a lot of questions because the first way didn't work. So I thought if I ask more questions, I can really understand what the problems people are facing are, and that even if I can't help them, maybe I can refer them to somebody else. And that's a very high trust thing. So what we have to look at as you know, if somebody is an operator and is in this business of doing real estate, it's a long-term business. If somebody invests, let's say you invest in one of our deals, right? Our minimum invest is $50,000. So if you invest 50,000, it's going to be five to seven years, typically that we're going to be working together. And so, and, and I don't, I don't just look at it like it's just this one deal. It's, you know, how is that deal going to go for you? And that maybe you want to invest in the next deal or other offerings, or maybe we'll refer your friends or family or things like that. So really, I, I really believe how you treat people will really lead to the best referrals, the best results. And it has to be a relationship business. Because if, if I'm a great marketer and I get myself out there and I do all these things, but yet I don't perform and I don't treat people well and I don't return people's phone calls, that's not a very high trust type of thing to do. So I think it's just for, for me, it's really about trying to be as helpful as you can, um, really people first and say, hey, we've got this great, uh, very interesting asset class that has all these benefits that most people have never heard of and being able to educate people, you know, educate them about it. And that's, I think, what really what my passion is. And so again, if somebody has, we'll ask people what their net worth is and it's common. I think our average a thousand phone calls with investors, uh, 30 minute phone calls over the last couple of years. And the average net worth was 2 million. Some of these people were 10 to $30 million. And what I would tell them is, Hey, if you haven't invested in it before, even if you have $5 million, put the minimum in, put five, put 50 K or maybe hundred K, put a small amount in and see how you like it, whether it's our deal or it's a couple other people's deal, put it in, put it spread around a little bit. And then just see, you may find that you love it, or you may find you don't have the temperament for it. So I find that these somewhat low risk experiments where you're putting money in, I've, I've rarely ever, actually, I, I, we've never had a loss or any sort of capital call where we're asking for more money. Uh, you, you hear you know rumors of stories, but in general, um, the asset class is a pretty solid asset class. And it's just amazing how it performs over time. 
That's amazing because it's about doing the homework, right? Like you're not going into these deals blind. And so you've done the prep work in that in most industries that I can think of that I've participated in or that I know individuals in, the, the work is all in the homework that you do before the execution, right? Like we're not trying to go into deals blind. And this is something that when I'm speaking to early investors. And when I'm speaking to, you know, early on syndicators that maybe, you know, they might see Bronson and Ryan say, oh, these gentlemen can go to a mixer. They can meet and talk with people. But when people say like, be genuine, be authentic, like, I feel that sometimes we as leaders don't necessarily take that to the next step because, everybody's like, well, I'm, I'm this, you know, this is, this is me and it's great, but it's, there's, there's such a finesse to that, right? Like you is, are you genuinely interested or are you trying to be genuinely interested for the outcome? But if you think about the relationship first of like outcomes later, we maybe we'll do business or maybe we never will, but I want to be your friend and I want to build value and maybe I can connect you with somebody here. And then in return, you'll connect. So I think that, you know, just, I like to take those, those minutes sometimes because I feel like there's so many first timers and after you've done it a few times, right? Like how do you sell a $15 million, you know, you know deal, sell a hundred thousand dollar deal, you know? Right. And then like, it's just, it's building that, right. And you're building your confidence and you're building, you know, who you are and your brand. And so it is, it's just authentically caring about the person on the other side of the conversation. And I think that, it that really does wonders. And so how do you do that? Because just like I was saying, right, it's so hard to not look at outcomes. Yeah, exactly. No, you're bringing up a really good point because it's, it's, you know, a lot of times it's really interesting if you look at how sales works, because basically if you're looking at raising money, some of the listeners might say, Hey, I'm looking to raise money or I'm looking to do big deals. Well, if you talk about sales, sales is one of the low trust professions. I mean, people just really don't trust. You say the word sales, people think of like a used car salesman. A lot of people, like nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to be helped. And so again, it comes down to your approach with it. uh, You know, that long-term mindset. I think for me, like I mentioned, being able to be a part of a team and be able to get a lot of experience. And so that, yeah, once I raised that $100,000 for a deal, raising 8 million in 24 hours, that didn't seem as big of a deal. It was a lot of investors. I mean, we had, you know, I think in that deal, about 70 investors in that deal. So it was a lot more investors than the ones that we worked with before, but it was really, it was just kind of building on what I had already done. And so the more you talk about something, and I'm sure it's even the same for you as you host podcasts, right? You know, the more you do it, the more natural, the more comfortable, the more it gets to be um, very easy. And so I think for people, um, whether on the investment side, whether somebody is looking to invest or they're looking to go build their uh, their real estate empire, it comes down to really where where can you add value? What are you, what are you really trying to add to people? And even if you don't get paid for it, if you and really, what I've heard is that if you can add enough value, then over time, you're going to become very valuable and people are going to pay you well for that. And that's just kind of, I think, a rule of business that people don't get paid to like have products or stuff or services or deals or anything. They get paid because they've added the value. And so the whole thing for me is that, and it even kind of goes into my faith background as well, is just like, I'm here for a purpose and I'm here for a reason. And the idea of adding value or being a good steward is really important. And that goes beyond, you know, you could be a great, you could make a 
lot of money. But if you treated people terribly, I think that's a pretty rotten way to get there. Maybe you feel pretty terrible about yourself. But if you, you know, you just said, Hey, no matter what, I'm going to treat people well, I'm going to put them first. I'm really going to try to see if we can have win-win. And that's a huge thing when interests are aligned. And that's, I think really one unique thing about syndication is that you actually can have performance fees and things that actually align your interests because Wall Street is all about misalignment of interest. You got the guys managing hundreds of millions or billions of dollars who has literally no money invested in the fund. I mean, I think they did a study on large fund managers in Wall Street and it was like something like less than 30% had any money invested in the investments that they were investing. And then we're talking about hundreds of millions and billions of dollars, but with with multifamily and real estate syndication, there is an alignment of interest. There is a win-win. And so I think in business and in life, the more you can have win-win together, you win, I win, we do it together the more it builds high trust. And that's really the only way I think to have really good relationships, whether in business or in life, you have to create this win-win. You know, it can't be that I win and you lose because then you're going to feel terrible. Or if you win and, you know, it's got to be the sense of like, hey, we're, we're here and we're really working together on this. And so that's why that idea of partnership, whether you are somebody who finds deals or you raise money or you're somebody who's an investor, uh, you know, I look at limited partners who are passive investors. They are partners on the deal. You know, they're, they're limited partners. They're, they're not as active in the deal, but they're they're very much in the front of my mind on all the decisions we make and what we're doing. And I think any any operator that's a, a good operator, or even somebody who's just a good person, should say, "Hey, these are the people here that we're serving." And of course, we're also serving the tenants that are a part of that. So we're hoping to try to make their lives better as well. But I think that really that win win idea is just huge and and really thinking about how you can add value to the people that you're working with. Well, in listening to you, I hear a win-win-win. You know, the the fund should win, your investors should win, and you mentioned the tenant, like that you want tenants to to stay and to be there. And so, you know, you're looking at these win-win in Bronson saying win scenarios. Now we have three people winning. And I mean, the ripple effect of, of all of that can only be positive. So I love that. And at, at Good Egg, you know, if you meet Annie and Julie, like these two people, like that's why I'm so excited to, to be on their team because they love this. They love real estate. They love networking and they love educating people. And so when you're educating people on just opportunities to maybe it's save for a college fund or save for retirement, like I feel like those are kind of powerful things uh, to help people with. And so it's just exciting to be able to meet individuals like yourself that are just educating all of us on, on the world of real estate syndication. And so Bronson, I really appreciate, like I has got so much value. I know our audience tuning in is super excited. So how do we connect with you further? Yeah. Thanks, Russ. I, I appreciate it. I really appreciate your positive energy. You're just like, a, you seem like an awesome guy. I mean, just the way you communicate and you're, you're, and I know a lot of people that are listening to this can't see your face, but you're just like the warmest guy. So I really appreciate that. But <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, you know, for our audience, and again, I'm really grateful to uh, Julie and Annie at, at Good Egg for having me come on. And um, so how you can reach me is bronsonequity.com. It's probably the best way. I have this report. This is the single best investing strategy during and after a pandemic. So you can check that out. It's a free uh, download there. And also we have our investment club, which you can learn about there, which we're constantly looking at deals and doing deals. So uh, again, thanks so much, Russ. This is great to, excuse me, Bry Russell to be on this show. This is great.
great. Well, it's it's my pleasure. And I'm just so grateful that you are able to make the time for us today because I know the audience is heading over to your website. I know I'm heading over to your website to download that free report because how do we navigate these times before and after a pandemic? I don't even know if I, if I could have even written the book about it before. So I'm really excited <laughs> to check this out. Thank you so much for joining us. And to all of you, we are so grateful for you tuning in to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. And of course, always never hesitate to check out our website, check out our show notes. We'll have links to connect with Bronson further. And of course, we want to connect with you further. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com. And please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the real estate syndication spotlight community.